Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Today we have a very special episode here. Um, first and foremost, welcome to the Dom Trap. I am your host, your director, your editor, your producer, your executive producer, your screenwriter, your first, your last, your everything, Dominique. And today, um, I know it's been about a month since the last episode, but I promise the wait for the next episode will not be as long. Hopefully, it won't be this long ever again. We have a special guest. Um, this man has been my friend for almost 10 years. Almost 10 years. Wouldn't you agree? I know you like to go ahead and say it's already 10. You can speak, by the way. I'm waiting on you. I got, I got my intro in. Okay, so. Um, yeah, almost 10 years. And it's one of those situations where, where you meet someone and you don't really see yourself being like, <laughs> being friends with this person like you, you guys know what I mean where it's like you meet this person you're like ah we don't have many similar interests but then you it changes with time and things get better and you just walk into that person's life and you improve their life tenfold granted they may disagree with that that's because they're just a different person today than they were 10 years ago right I mean, you've had, you that say, kind of, you, you've had that friendship before, right? Nope. I think you have. I know you have, matter of fact. So, yeah. I know that. But I think overall, I mean, yeah, he he did rub off on me, and he, he brought my life up the same way that I brought his life up, just in different directions. Yeah. So you just know that there's a higher power somewhere that puts the both of you together to create greatness. Right or wrong. Because I think that we've achieved some greatness. Picking up what you putting down, Playboy. I'm, I'm glad that you have hands. Now, we realized, of course, later that we had things in common. Um, I want to say that the first glimmer of there being something great here was when you came to my dorm freshman year. And you saw that I had an Xbox 360. This had to be like after we went to, we might have went to the cafe or something. You came over. You saw I had an Xbox 360. You said, oh, I have one too. And I was like, cool, add me on there. What's your name? <laughs> you actually remember all of this, bro? Like, I have a memory of an elephant, bro. Like, I remember everything. You should know this by now. <laughs> you actually <laughs> remember this. This is crazy. We never talked about this, did we? We have not, but you remember all of this. Okay, so this is an exclusive to you, just like it's an exclusive to the people. So, Dom Trappers, you're getting the treat today. So... You came over, you seen that I had an Xbox 360, and you said, oh, you have one of these, too. And I was like, yeah, I have one. He's like, okay, add me on there. My name is X Bruce 3 Wayne 3 X. <laughs> and I said, you got to slow down, because that's a trash name, first and foremost. <laughs> right or wrong? Hey, bro, it's your story, man. All right. This is your story, too. It happened to you. <laughs> I don't remember nothing. So, oh, you, you should. But... That was really just the start of it. And then, of course, we still had the class together for the rest of that what, semester. Mm-hmm. And we, of course, exchanged phone numbers. And we just kind of stayed friends throughout that first year. Because you would always see me. And I wouldn't want anything to do with you or your homies. <laughs> and, and they can attest to this. Like, they can agree. Trash, dog. Because I was worried about getting to class. And you worried about looking at the honeys. <laughs> So, yeah, and then eventually we, we we found each other 
as being great friends. And then we became roommates. And then our friendship just progressed from there. When you probably say you probably saved my college career. I ain't gonna stunt because I think I saved your life, to be honest with you. You did not save my life. I think I saved your life. You didn't, but at that time, hmm, boy, let me tell you. At that time, tell me. Well, I was living good. I was living too good. Like, <laughs> explain, please. And look, trashed every night. Yep. Trashed every day. Yep. Trashed on the weekends. Mm-hmm. The only day I took a break was Sunday. And, and that's low key, most of those days you went home. Well, low key, it wasn't even a break because by the time I was back, you know, about six o'clock. The game done come on. We done went to Shelburne. room. The boys ain't got a case while they while I've been gone, or I come back and and I brought the case. Right. Hey, look, man. <laughs> it wasn't no break, though. We was in College Lakes every weekend. Right. Every weekend. I remember. Hey, look. This, this ain't even. This ain't even got nothing to do with what we're gonna talk about. But I still remember. I remember like the first couple times walking into. Walking in the Fox, uh, Swamp Fox, mm-hmm. and it was it you know freshman year still, and Keenan and them was shout out know, Keenan we, by the way, my dog. We wasn't even cool like that yet. I wasn't even cool with Big J then. I, to this day, I still don't even remember how I got cool with Big J. But you know, Keenan was on my hall. Anyway, right. I remember walking in the Swamp Fox three and four o'clock in the morning before before them boys really cut their teeth, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm drunk like drunk walk in and they they hear me they done heard me like for two three weeks at a time just coming in stumbling trying to get my keys out and they like you know i could hear them running to the door to see who it is but you know i say maybe like two three months after that i come in and keenan like Dang, boy, every time you, every time I, I get up and come to the door, it's you three o'clock in the morning. Come stumbling <laughs> back in. Where you be at? All right. Next thing I know after that, man, I, I got cool with Keenan drunk. I was drunk as a skunk. Woke up the next morning, and I didn't even remember I talked to the man mm-hmm. until I seen him like late in the afternoon. And he like, boy, you still feeling it from last night? And I'm looking at this nigga like, bro, I, I, I ain't even, how, how you know? Like, what you right. wasn't there. But yeah, man. Long story short, I got cool with all them boys like that. But mm-hmm. with you, uh, it was, it was different. just different because <laughs> you, you like with them, with 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 Keenan and Jadon and the rest of them, them niggas was cool with. Mm-hmm. They like they came, they would, <laughs> they came around. Like once I told them, like I'm going to College Lakes, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Them boys mm-hmm. would pop up, you know. Like I'm like, yo, it's it's cool safe space ain't nobody gonna bother you like you get trash do whatever you want to do mm-hmm. but with you you wasn't even on that like you no. you you I, I still remember when you told your mom like i think i think i was i think i was at the house or something mm-hmm. and no i'm lying i think grades had came out of something and you was like since i started staying with greg my grades went down Granted, mine did too because I ain't have no free time no more. I well, I had too much free time by that point because I had stopped going out and trash and all that every night. Yeah, you're hanging with me, pretty much. And I was not improving yourself, <laughs> bro. You need to chill. <laughs> you need to chill yeah, man. But yeah, because I mean, it wasn't really the 
the class thing that was like ruining our grade. I think it was just like us being as close as we were at that time. Because I mean, you gotta admit, we spent more time with each other than we did in the books. That's a fact. Like the, the trips that we spent, to, well, we took to uh, Pizza Hut and the mall and A and D, of course. And I put you on that A and D's, boy. I put you on that A and D's. If you say so, I put you on that A and D's. I put too many of y'all on that A and D's. The man. hours we spent watching Empire in its prime. Yo. Yo, <laughs> and, and walking dead Sundays. Shout out to Linda Mood, man. Yeah, shout out Wes. Of course, shout out Wes. But yeah. Um, I didn't even welcome you, bro. So, ladies and gentlemen, give a huge round of applause uh to my man Greg, also known as you say it before I say it. Uh-uh. Uh I ain't got no I ain't got no AKAs. My name is Gregory, ladies and gentlemen. AKA Red Game Santana. AKA Habibi. Hey. And why should these women call you Habibi? Because to my family, I'm Gregory. And to them, <laughs> Habibi. What you mean? Yes. So welcome. I'm glad that I can finally have you on the show. I know you've been wanting to come up here for the past 12 episodes, but hey. 12 in, here we are, officially. Now, you were supposed to be on my Christmas episode, but uh, tell the people why you weren't. Because you didn't want to share the spotlight with anyone. Oh, that is right. Mm-hmm. That is right. Had a bunch of guests come up, and you decided to opt out because I had guests on the show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I deserve okay. my own episode with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's... that's... That's not debatable. That's nah, a fact. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give it to you. And he's also host of the... Oh, Black indeed. Yes, oh, indeed. Where he talks about... Hey, look, man. I talk about sports. I talk about I talk about life off and on. On the field, off the field, off the court, on the court. You know, I talk about that. Sometimes dabble in politics a little bit. Me and my main man, Gooch. It really just depends on what's going on, you know, in the world, man. We we talk about it all, but it's it's solely based around sports. And then we branch out from there because somehow sports and culture, entertainment, all of that has now been intertwined in such a way that, you know, we can say, oh, we're just going to talk about sports. But today, LeBron James might say he supports Joe Biden and tomorrow Tom Brady might say, Tom Brady don't say nothing. Tomorrow, Tom Brady mm. might put on a MAGA hat. So you you never right. know, man. LeBron, LeBron was A&R and some, albums. Yeah, you might play some music during his Instagram live that you don't like. Yeah. Come you on, might, man. You might have some input on that. And, and that's that's just it. But we solely based around sports. Me and my man, Gooch. Um, my, my, Gooch. My cousin DC, all, all of them, man. We we really we we really get into it. We we do the little Facebook back and forth. My cousin Q. It's really just me and a bunch of my cousins that talk about sports. Shout out Aunt. Shout out Thomas. Mm-hmm. That's that's really just what we do, man. We talk about sports on Facebook. But a part of why I wanted to come on here was to help me jumpstart OND and I, get inspired. I, basically, I use you for a lot of that stuff. Right. When I made when I made the logo for O and D when I when I 
I'm I'm on the phone with you pretty much all throughout that day. Mm-hmm. I had to made some trash <clears throat> previously. I ain't even gonna say what it looked like. I made some trash previously, and then up until that point, you know, I just I I, I sat down one day. It hit me, and you know, I, I the the creative juices got flowing, and the next thing you know, one thing led to another. And mm-hmm. I had my logo. I made a beat to the for the intro. I did all of that by myself. Right. And you know, you helping me and and about to jumpstart this boy. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey! If if they know like I know, oh indeed, oh mm-hmm. indeed. Yeah, inspired by Omar too. Inspired by yeah. Omar Little. Shout out Omar Little. Um. Oh yeah. By the way, um, we haven't talked much this week. Because I know that you had a hectic week. There were days that you did not call and berate me. So I just wanted to give you a quick homie check. How, how are you feeling now? Now that the week's over and it's Sunday, we're getting ready for a new week. How how are you feeling? Completely upset because I got to go back to work tomorrow. Understandable. Understandable. It would be so much easier selling drugs, but, you know. Yeah. Wouldn't you like to be your own boss? Nah, not really. Oh, you hate it? Nah. but see, you the- just like working for the man? Chill, bro. As a boss, you don't have as, as a boss, you don't even work for yourself. It's the peons that work for you. I'm playing, not the peons. It's the it's those up under you that work for you. I've been a boss before. That's that's it's not hard to do. But you know what I'm saying? Like you, you it's it's not fun. It's not always fun being a boss. I don't care what you say. Like right. it, it's just not always fun being a boss. So it's it's all about fun to you. Nah. Okay. It's about being productive, moving forward. You like the YouTubers say, bro, it's about moving forward. It's about being productive. That's you know, creative. All that, all that positive BS they be spitting out. We got to stick together. Man, forget all that, bro. And don't do that, bro, because I was really going to give like my mission statement for the podcast this episode. Oh, I'm sorry. Because I have yet to do that, and I didn't even think about it, but my mission statement is to make people happy, man. I don't want to come here and have any negativity going on. All that negativity is out of the door when it's either just me or my guests. I just want it to be positivity, be a great time. We have some interesting discussions for the listeners. I hope that the listeners can take what they can from me and understand that I'm not trying to do anything to hurt their lives. I'm just trying to make everyone better, put everyone in better situations, and just that's it. I just hate the fact that you had me on when you gave your mission statement because because you're the reason why i started this thing bro you remember because nah bro don't do that because you remember like what was that that was late 2019 when i was sitting around and i was like bro i i'm thinking about starting a podcast you said you should because you come on you call me every other day when you go to the movies and give me a review about movies i don't care about (laughs) that's a fact and you have a lot to say. And you're very passionate about these films. You're like, yeah, you should have a podcast that can be your outlet. And I was like, hmm, it's a good idea. So what did I do? I bought a mic. I bought all, everything I needed. And I sat down and recorded for like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Because I was still kind of like, uh, should I do this or should I not do it? But I, I sat down 30 minutes. I sent it to you. I sent it to my mom and a few other people, and they were like, yeah, I, I love it. This is nice. So I was like, okay, cool. So then I put out the first episode, and the feedback I got from that first episode just kind of like, it, it made me happy in a sense, because it's like, boom, I started. 
Like my foot's in the door. I have something. I have content out there. And it's basically immortal until I tell it to die. And I, I felt this kind of satisfaction within myself just because I knew that I sat down, I did it. I was happy with what I was able to put out. And people were happy with what I put out. So I was like, okay, let me just keep doing this. And then <laughs> COVID happened. And movies weren't coming out as often. And I couldn't go to the movies as often. So there were a lot of breaks between a lot of my episodes last year. And I've already apologized for that. This year, I do want to be a little bit more focused on getting content out. As far as, you know, whether it's just me or me and my guests. And we sit around. And I've, I've learned that I'm not going to just make this a just a film podcast. It's going to be much more than that. Like you see just now, we literally just had a homie check. And that's what I want this to be, of course. Like, I just want to check on you, make sure everything's all right. You know what I mean? And whether we talk about films or not, it just kind of depends on what's going on at that time. We're going to talk about films because... Uh, oh, 100%. We have films to talk about now. <clears throat> you know, I, 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 I thoroughly enjoyed Judas and the Black Messiah, but... We'll get there. We'll get there. You, you, you forced me to watch the little things more than once, even after I gave up on it. So we definitely gonna talk about yeah. films. We'll, we'll we'll get there. But yeah, so with the Dom Trap, I hope that you guys are enjoying the listens and enjoying the shows. And um, thank you all for supporting me and everything. I do want to get some merch out eventually. Um. As you can see, my shirt here says the Dom Trap. I do have designs in my head. I just need to get them out onto the computer, sent in, and somebody, you know, you give me your sizes, and boom, bada, bing, you're wearing my merch. So without further ado, since I just got rushed and to get into the topics of films, um, the little things. <laughs> terrible movie. Now, when I first heard about this movie, I said, okay, cool. We get a new Denzel flick, and it also stars Rami Malek and Jared Leto. So I said, all right, this is going to be nice. It's set in the 90s. It's a crime drama, thriller type of film. I said, some of these actors, they're, they're good at those type of roles. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, granted, you haven't seen much with Rami Malek and Jared Leto, but you've seen a lot of Denzel movies that feature crime and that are thrillers. Yes. Now... I was really disappointed in this movie. <laughs> Call a spade a spade, man. It was trash. I won't say it was trash, though, man. That was a terrible movie. I won't say it was trash, though. <clears throat> and here's the reason why. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the plot, the plot could have easily just been done in like a TV episode. That's and that would have been a great episode. That's a fact. But here's the thing. The movie was, it was overlonged. The movie is two and a half hour longs. And me sitting there watching it, and about 20 minutes in, I kind of knew what I was getting myself into. And I, I predicted the movie by accident. And, you know, those next two hours pass and the movie's over. And I'm like, what did I gain from this? It was a waste of time. Like, when you watch a movie, you want to be entertained and get to a finite ending, right? Mm-hmm. 
or if you know it's going to be a sequel, you're kind of you just have to be okay with that ending until there's a next one. But this one's a standalone film, and with every movie that you watch, you're hoping to get from point A to point B. Now, don't leave out your biggest pet peeve because I I wish I was paid for how many times I've heard there was no character development. Nothing developed. They were the same person from beginning to end. They didn't change. What what was their purpose? They didn't do anything. And you know that that's what I think about this movie. Like, there's no setup to who these people are as people. I mean... I mean, you, you, I mean, they, they just, they tip besides what they tell you. All right. Young cop. You got to You got to give me what's young cop's name. I, I don't remember. He's played by Rami Malek. I don't remember his name in the film. But Rami All right. Play, playboy, uh, Rami. Rami. Yeah. Rami. All right. Rami. Um, Rami. If, if we be honest, he did have, he had some development, even though it wasn't positive development. You could, you could, you could see, I mean, when you met his wife, it's 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 typical when you met his wife you you could almost guess this movie that he was gonna turn into the the bad guy quote unquote but when you met his wife and she said he won't let me move out of the city and Mm -hmm. she's a teacher you think about the dynamic she's a teacher he's a police officer that's that's typical middle america type of stuff the husband has you know he's a detective this this prominent respected in a sense position people look to that position as a position of power even mm-hmm. inside a police department you look at the detective as a position of power so yeah. you know he's always in charge he what he says goes for the most part right. and you know his wife let him dictate certain things so you could already see and he was this hot shot detective i remember the young. dude and <clears throat> young the dude in the office the 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 chief or whatever when he said you know you basically took my you i took his spot is that what you're telling me so it's 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 a couple things at work i mean it's in that sense it's almost like an old western where you got the young buck coming to town and you know you don't push you the, old the old buck out. on the other hand yeah i mean you you know you got dynamics like that but, but to my, my point thing with this movie it's oh go ahead i was gonna say to my point you can you see him in a certain light of course by the end of this movie, <laughs> he's been stripped of all of that. Yeah, he's just a man at the end of it. Yeah, basically, yeah, he he got stripped of everything that he held sacred and the principles and morals that he stood on all got mm-hmm. stripped away. And not only that, the chief also told him, don't get mixed up with, with Denzel because he's been through the ringer. And what's the first thing he do? Invites the man to go eat bagels at a diner. Come on, dog. Come on. <laughs> but but here's my thing with this character, though, man. Like, of course, we have this young guy who's still pretty new with this higher position than a lot of other people mm-hmm. that have been there, that are seasoned vets at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have this old boy that's working for a different place, right? But we know something has happened with him once he goes back and people are like, hey, you're you're back here. Uh, what are you doing here? It's good to see you, I guess. You know That's what I mean. Fact. So it's like there's their story there, but of course they just don't tell us what the story is right away, or they don't give us a flashback sequence right away. We find out later. Now, do you believe that it was decent payoff in that sense, or do you think that that was a waste of time as well? Mm. 
Because I want to say it was a waste of time. I don't want to say it was a waste of time because we did need we we needed I, I would have rather gotten I'll tell you what would have been hard. I would have rather gotten a flashback like one of them quick one of them quick flashbacks where we see him at the scene of the crime. Mm-hmm. Like the very first one, the very first girl he he finds or has to start working. And then it fast forwards to him, let's say, working like in, in the police office late night, burning that midnight oil. Mm-hmm. Then the next the next part of the flashback is him either in open heart surgery after the heart attack or him in the hospital. We don't mm-hmm. know what happened. We just know he in the hospital. Then the next thing you know, he in a courtroom. And the judge is slamming the gavel because his wife just got the divorce and kept the house. Right. And and then you see him the next time you see him, let's say it's his first day at the new police office that he got transferred to. Something like that would have been a lot better. I don't think. Yeah, that that like I said, I <laughs> I appreciate the fat the flashback. But at the same time, I just think it was it was a terrible execution. It yeah, because I mean, it was it was so late in the movie. I had stopped caring about a lot of stuff. And his past was definitely one of them because, I mean, yes, the present is important. But when it comes to a film like this where you have these people trying to track down somebody that's doing stuff to other people, (laughs) like, it's good to know what we're getting ourselves into. It's good to know who these people are, what their reason is for doing this. I mean, you talk to a lot of cops, they can tell you why they're a cop. But when we see these people, we're like, okay, why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you so invested into this? We just don't know. I see what you're saying. So it comes across saying. as them being forced to care about what's going on because, I mean, we don't know what they went through. True. Like I said, at the end, when we find out, it's like, oh, well, it's a little bit too late for that because I stopped caring 45 minutes ago. That's a fact. That's you're a too, fact. You were too busy antagonizing the man that you had no proof did anything. Let's, let's <laughs> not do this. Let's not do this. He clearly did it. I mean, come did on. Did he, though? They had bro, no don't evidence. Do, don't, don't do this, bro. Don't do they had no evidence. Don't do this, bro. I'm just saying. You talking, you, no you're talking to the bad guy. Don't do this. But that's the part. Of, that's the point of the movie, bro. It doesn't matter, right? Is that what the end tells you? That's what the end told me. The ending of that film told me that it just everything doesn't matter, and that's why I feel like I, the time was wasted. But. He did it though. But did it matter if he did it or not? In the end, no, because they, I mean, that's the your, thing. Bro. Your man, your man Rami off them. What you mean? But he did it. Was, he did it, it. He did it in rage. He did it with rage. Now get out of here, bro. That 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 he princess, did. that princess punch of a of a swing he hit him with. Ain't no way he gonna die. Now I understand it's a shovel, and you know. Hey, look, man. He was shovels every day, B. The way he swung that shovel, ain't no way it was gonna kill him. It might have gave him a concussion. I thought it, I, that's what I was thinking when I first when it first happened. I was like, oh, he's just knocked out. He's gonna get back up. Yeah, a little lump or something. Not but, kill. But him. then there was blood, and I was like, huh? He didn't even hit him that hard, right? See, that was trash. That was trash. I, I hated that part, but but at the same time, I, I'm still not. I'm not gonna stunt. It's it's. Old buddy, old buddy just he relished in the fact that I'm play like all right, bro. You 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 know me, and we this this low-key this can kind of lead into the to Judas and the Messiah. But 
Oh, buddy, was playing with them folks, man, and he was yeah. happy to do so. Yeah, you know what I mean. He was he, like, "Oh, I'm a huge fan of TV shows about stuff like this." Yeah, come on, man. He was having like, a he's ball. He's about to string them on. Yeah, <laughs> he was exactly having a ball. Did. I mean, just he he was enjoying all that attention. Just and, being weird. <laughs> bro, on top of that, bro. So look, so look. When I first started watching it, yeah, it was it was. Might have been about like it was. It was a little after eight, so it's already dark. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's dark already, and it got to that point, and I'm like, hmm, a little bit of a scary movie dynamic going on in here, right? So you know, I kind of I loosen up a little bit, sit back, like okay, something something should scare me in a minute, ain't it? And he just kept being weird, and it ain't never go nowhere, right? Like I'm gonna drive down the highway and turn around. Because I see who it is, and I'm gonna drive back down the highway. And I'm like, I get it, I get it. But like, where y'all think about how long that scene was? It was like Bruh. five minutes. Them chasing each other on the highway and losing each other, playing cat and mouse. Yeah. And then he pulls up to the man like, "Yeah, I see you," and drives I, off in the other I direction. Completely. Di- I'm just like, what? What is this for? Right. He pulled up. He looks at. He points at him. Make and then Denzel makes like a like he smiles at him. Then Denzel makes a straight face and he pulls off. And I'm like, yeah, what's the point? And you what, know what, Timmy, I thought so about that scene, bro. The fact that it was that long, but you could tell like the driving was terrible. <laughs> like he would like turn around real fast, but he would like turn the steering wheel like this. Yeah, it was, so it was I'm like, this, was this makes no sense. And there's another scene where he's he's making a turn, but he doesn't turn the steering wheel. Hey man, and it, it just took it, it. Stuff like that just took me out of the movie. How is Denzel attaching his name to shit like this, and right. and young and, and Junior over here is cutting his teeth, oh, balling he's, out he's of control. Come on, man. He wanted them. He wanted them top three right now. I, I mean, hey, this 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 is completely off topic, but mm-hmm. we we talked about this previously. Yeah, John it, David. It's five in the game right now. It's five. Daniel. Lakeith. As much as I don't like you, man, Lakeith. I got to throw him in. Lakeith. Yep. And then, you got and the then there's, there's Adam Driver, of course. Adam Driver's been killing it for like the past seven years. Who that is? Cause I don't know. He's Kylo Ren of Star Wars, but he's been a, he was the other guy in Black Klansman. Okay. All right. The, all the, right. the officer that had to fake be a racist. All right. Yeah. Gotcha. Him. And Robert Pattinson, who was in Ten, I know you haven't seen Tenet. Um, he you was in the, he was in the Twilight movies, but we don't talk about those here. Um, he's gonna be the new Batman. <laughs> and you saw that trailer, right? No, you didn't see the Batman trailer. No, and you call yourself a Bruce Wayne fan? Christian Bale is my Batman. <sighs> Whatever, bro. We'll see in twenty twenty two. But C- Christian, Bale those are my top five: Robert Pattinson, Adam, in no particular order. Robert Pattinson, Adam Driver, Daniel Kaluuya, Lakeith Stanfield, and John David Washington. Hey, John David out here. John David out here showing his ass, man. Yeah. But, I mean, back to the little things. I know we got off top of there, but we'll get back on. Like, why are we still talking about this? We have to give scores, man. So, overall, I, I hope that this movie is just going to be interesting in the least. I mean, there were times where I was watching the movie and I was like, okay, I, I've had enough. And I would go on Twitter or something. <laughs> just because I just became bored. And you know what's funny about this movie, bro? There's something it, funny about it. 
Yes, it's something hilarious. You know how I love going to the theaters. Mm-hmm. And I told you that with this whole theaters and HBO Max thing, I said, I'm, go- I'm still going to go to the theaters to watch these movies first. Mm-hmm. And then I'll watch them again on HBO Max. I woke up this morning and thought about the movie. And I said, okay. I haven't seen anything that like instantly told me that this is going to be a great movie. Mm-hmm. Besides Denzel being in it. I said, maybe I'll be all right if I just watch it at home. You know what I mean? So, boom, 12 o'clock, noon hits, and I put it on. By the time this movie was over, I was glad I stayed home. <laughs> I was glad I did not give them my 788 for that ticket. Because I was I was unimpressed. I was bored. I The, the pacing of the film just kind of just wasn't there for me. It it's, trash, just like, man. it's just like a, a bunch of things just happened, and that was it. And I mean, if I had to give it a rating, it'd be a five out of ten. Hey, you know something? It's What's good it? that people aren't paying attention to box office numbers like that right now. The pandemic mm-hmm. saved Denzel Washington on this movie because so? his name should have not been attached to anything like this. Like this was the it was a terrible movie. Could you it really if, was. Could you imagine if the pandemic never happened and this movie came out in theaters? It would have flopped. What people would have said about it? It would have flopped. Yes. From the tra- from the trailer. I remember, I remember seeing the trailer the first time and I'm like, oh, this might be good. Like this, this, this look all right. Mm-hmm. And we haven't seen Denzel in a while either. Right. I mean, all right, it's ironic. So I'm looking at the screen of my MacBook right now, right? Mm-hmm. In my top left hand corner is two guns and American gangster. Right. Come on, man. Like we haven't we haven't seen Denzel in a while. And those two movies, even two guns being like an action flick. Mm-hmm. Denzel was still Denzel, man. Yeah. And and same with flight. Had, I saw my flight with somebody last night. We love still, flight. Bro. <laughs> we love flight. A drunk pilot who a drunk pilot. Let, let cause we not about yeah, to die that. Like, just a drunk, just a drunk <laughs> we're pilot. We're not gonna spoil it here. We might have that Den- we might have that for another episode where we just Denzel is a get drunk into the pilot of, of flight. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. And let me ask you a quick question though. I thought about this after I seen this movie. Do you remember fences? Yeah. Yeah. Did you love fences? I did. Reminded me of me and my daddy. Straight See? up. Like not 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 the dynamic of like you know the outside kids and all of that, but just right. just a, a young man trying to come into his own. His daddy not necessarily like not having it. <laughs> yeah, like he he not understanding what you got going on and hounding mm-hmm. you up. I I completely understood that. Yeah, like that 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 was great, bro. Seeing that play, like it it was literally like watching bits and pieces of my own life on, on, on right the- seeing your own arguments just portrayed in a more dramatic way yeah that that was it's that crazy was how that movie's about something that happened years ago but it's still super relevant today mm-hmm. it's gonna be and, relevant tomorrow. and not only that man it's something that i i know a lot of i know a lot of black fathers 30 and under mm-hmm. and a large majority of them do have girls but if if we just focus on the fact that you got to see a black father, even with his son, but you got to see a black father be a father, even mm-hmm. even if he was doing it wrong, like even if we didn't agree, was, I ain't gonna he say he was there. Yeah, I ain't gonna say doing it wrong, but right. if we didn't agree, like you said, he was still there. He was trying yes. to be a father. 
Right. We we needed to see that. I think that when that movie came out, 20 what? 17, mm, 18? Yeah, 17 or 18, I believe. We needed that, bro. We yeah. needed that. Yeah. As black men, we needed that. That was a crucial time too for black men. Yeah. Especially. I mean, we're still living in crucial times, but you know, it's good to have that on film. That's a fact. 100 percent Um, do you have a score that you want to give this movie? Out of 10? Out of 10, yeah. A whole <laughs> number. Give it a three. <laughs> so, yeah. So HBO you... Max taking that off my account, man. Like, for real. <laughs> you want your money back? Bro! <laughs> when they taking that off? Like, uh, I think they leave them on for like a month, I believe. Something like that. They need to go ahead and take the little things off. It might be off already, but... It should be. I just... I just couldn't believe that I sat there. I wanted to enjoy it, but it was just so much of a bore fest of a film. I stopped watching it three times. Like I said, I had to pull out my phone because I was like, this is unbearable. And it's two and a half hours of this. <laughs> like, <laughs> I imagine if you would gave on folks $7 for that. I'd be a little bit upset. I'd be a little bit upset. But now let's, uh, let's go in another direction, a more positive direction. And we'll talk about our man. Mr. John David Washington and his film titled go, man. Malcolm and Marie. I like that toxic stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. So when this movie was being filmed, I remember seeing the reports that it was being directed by Sam Levinson, who also directed the show Euphoria, which you haven't seen yet. Nope. And that show stars Zendaya. So I already know how their dynamic is, where she can do a great job just being a toxic person. And not seeing anything wrong with her toxicity. Now, this movie was filmed like when everything was shutting down heavy. So that's what was funny about this. It's like, okay, y'all are filming the whole movie. And but they were like, no, it's really about two people. <laughs> so we kind of knew what we were getting ourselves into. Then the title came up, Malcolm and Marie. So like, okay, it's legit two people. I was pretty sure there's gonna be them in a house. Everyone's been tested. There's a small crew, and that's it. And that's exactly what it was. They went to a Caterpillar house. It was super modern, by the way. I love the house. What do you think about it? It was hard. It looked like something out of um, out of uh, the 19... Like, it was modern, mm-hmm. but just the way... Like, I don't know. It might have been the black and white thing, but... Yeah, that it reminded location me, that, like, nothing was around it. Yeah, it reminded <laughs> me of, like, a house from the... from the I say the 60s. 60s, yeah. And it was, of course, like, on a hill, a super long driveway... No neighbors, basically. No neighbors. No fence or anything. Just straight land with a caterpillar house on top of it. Look like it should be a um, it should be a room in there with a with a grand piano sitting in there that don't never get played. Right. You 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 just you you know what? Matter of fact, it's a grand piano in there, Mm -hmm. and you got the you got the big glass ashtray sitting on top of the grand piano. See, mm-hmm. man, look, 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 man. Um, you, you, you know my mind, and you know how I like fly shit. So, in my mind, I could see, I could see a perfect world. John David walk in that room, right? The grand piano, big, big black grand piano sitting. They all shined up. The big mm-hmm. glass ashtray sitting on top of the grand piano, and he walk in, got a scotch in his hand, big. Big gauge cigar sitting in the sitting in the ashtray. It's just burning. He ain't even smoking it. It's just Osler burning. Brothers playing in the background. Come on, man. That that's how you come <laughs> it makes on. So man. much sense. 
after a victory, bro. That's how you come home. But nah, and that's he what come, he wanted to do. He come home and and. But I mean, he was good when he walked in. Like he was good. He played his music. He was dancing and everything. And then the camera cuts to her. Man, come on, bro. He and came home and shouted, "Said you want macaroni and cheese?" Hey, look. And it wasn't I don't like, know. No, it wasn't homemade macaroni and cheese. Man, bro, not on. It I don't know no black man macaroni and cheese, bro. I don't know no black man that just eat macaroni and cheese. I don't know no black man that just eat macaroni and cheese and nothing else. You you say, oh, I want some mac. You want some macaroni and cheese? Yeah, you gonna make some, some chicken to go with that or like? Hey, you could yeah. get. Hey, look, some man, turkey or something. I'm Damn. regular. Shawty could have gave me some some chicken nuggets, out, some Tyson chicken nuggets out the bag with a little bit of macaroni and cheese and a Hawaiian roll. Pop I'd have been straight. I'd have been all right. <laughs> she talking about you want some macaroni and cheese and that's it. Come on, man. I'm like, hey, you want to get your Uber now? Later, like, what's 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 the deal? You you ready to oh, go? Oh, you, you leaving? Gonna, you actually gonna give her an Uber after she after she? <laughs> I'm gonna boot her out if I've just had the best night of my life. And you know how I feel about films and how I want to be a part of a film one day. But he legit just had the best night of his life. His mom's there. Everyone that he, is his his is he's up, he's up, and she's walking around straight face. You on mac and cheese? I'm saying, hey man, you 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 gotta go. <laughs> like, hey, you hey, gotta go. On, not only that, no, I done had I done had some some good some good times in life. You know, when you, when you come home off of a high, and yeah. and your and your lady your lady is is excited too. Or let let's say let's say your lady got the straight face. She she giving you that stale face. She got an attitude about something that you did, right? Mm-hmm. But she she sees just how excited you are. And you go and you 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 attempt to lick her, like not even it, it ain't you ain't did nothing else. You just right. attempt to lick her, even with her attitude, bro. She gonna let you know what I mean. She gonna she gonna go ahead get into it. Might might you know that argument still might come tomorrow. It might mm-hmm. come after you get your rocks off. But she gonna go ahead and let you do your thing. But not Zendaya. right after you had the best day of your life, Zendaya. <laughs> Zendaya stood there, ain't even get this man no cheap moan, no nothing, and he look up like, you don't want this, right? You, you Salted or unsalted it? butter? Come on, bro, what? <laughs> hey, look, that's what I say. But, but, I, let's play devil's advocate here. I can see it from both sure. sides. You yeah, know, of course. That's, I think that's the point of the movie, though. Like, it's just to see it from both sides. Imagine that, that you're with your significant other. They've ha- they're having the best night of your life, and you get shunned at this event, and shunned in a way that it's it's personal, but yeah. there's nothing that you can do about it. That's a fact. Until you get home, and of course, you probably sit in the car, just sitting there, living, and they're just dancing and having the best time of their lives, laughing, smiling, all this stuff, and you're like, huh. What did you mean by that? <laughs> oh, why, why didn't you mention me? What, what's what's the deal? Would you like? Would you would you legit wait, or would you be like that night? Just say, hey, about that thing that you did or that you didn't do. What's, hey, what's up with that? If it's if it's one thing that I have learned from women, specifically my black queens, mm-hmm. boy, you better communicate with them. If if you know like I know, you better communicate. If if 
if if you done came home, you know, yeah, this is the best day of your life and all of that. But you done came home and you you visibly noticed that your lady got an attitude. Hey, man, look here. <laughs> you better you better talk, boy. And if she don't yeah, feel like right. talking, if she don't feel like talking, you better shut up. Go sit in the corner. Wait for her to come. Wait, wait for her to cool off a little bit. And see mm-hmm. if she'll have that conversation with you. Because, boy, if you don't communicate, I clear for Lord. Yeah, that's going to be the end of it. <laughs> God bless. But you know what I think my favorite part of that movie is? When after they argue, and he sits down with this macaroni and cheese, and he's like hounding over the table. He's like, mm. you talking about my, I'm mediocre. <laughs> I'm a... <laughs> and he just starts screaming. And calling her names and just like being super duper disrespectful. And she goes, really, Malcolm, you're about to sit there, call me names while you're eating my macaroni and cheese. She called it her macaroni and cheese. That was crap right. macaroni and cheese. Man. Exactly. And I was just like, yo, I don't know what I would have done in this situation. Say I cook somebody a meal and they disrespect me. Hey, bro. I'll go flip your plate on your face. Don't do that to me. I ain't going to say your face now. That's kind of disrespectful, but I, I might be I might take back. it and throw it away or something. No, I'm just going to flip it. Now, you know, though, like, I wonder how many, I wonder how many, I wonder how many bowls of macaroni and cheese they had to make for all them scenes, bro. And you know, they was all right there on location, so you know it smelled like macaroni and cheese in they Crap, too. macaroni and cheese. Bro, come here's on, the thing, man. Bro, like, she had a big pot. A little and box. he had a little bowl. So you know they were prepared to have maybe $10 worth of box craft mac and cheese. Ain't no way, dog. Ain't no way. Ain't no but it, way. It was just funny the way he was eating, too. Like he was just eating it like he was like a good home-cooked soul food meal or something. You kept hearing the, I wish I had a bowl and a fork. Close. Like yeah. You kept hearing the bowl. Like the like, I mean, the fork kind of ting. And it yeah. tinged the bowl every night. And it, come on, man. It was not that good. Didn't you hear like porcelain bowl against wood from the table? <laughs> But um, I swear, yeah. Like when this when it came out, when it came out to those that were able to review it, I said I'm just gonna stay away from it. I said I want to watch it and have my own opinion about the movie. Did you do the same, or did you see any reviews prior to the movie coming out? I didn't see any reviews per se. I just yeah. got on Twitter and um. I just got on Twitter and was able to see people saying, oh, it's so toxic. Oh, it's so toxic. Oh, it's so toxic. Mm-hmm. But it, like I, even then, I'm still just like, okay, what makes this so toxic? Even when it started, when it first started, I still didn't, I ain't gonna say I didn't see how it was toxic, but like mm-hmm. there, it, it started off as just like, you know, some, some petty bicker. Yeah, like a petty so, argument. Yeah. And so I'm later, like, and it just, it just progresses really? and progresses and progresses. Hey, it got so then cold at one you get, point, man. You get to the bathtub scene, and she's like, oh, that movie is based on my life. And he was like, your life. See, uh, that, that's where it took a turn for me, man. It was like, that wasn't us in Barcelona. That was my ex-chick, Kiki. We were in bro. New York. Bro. I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> like, should I be seeing this right now? Or I could be real disrespectful, but even that was just... You don't do that, man. And he did it. He really went. I mean, that. Oh, yo, 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 ho, ho, ho. Before we go too far, we we got we got to pay homage again because it was at certain points 
Mm-hmm. It was so much dialogue in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I love that. It was just them talking. Yeah. But tell me you couldn't hear those moments where John David sounded like his daddy. Yeah. Definitely. definitely. John David sounded too much like his da- and it was only at certain points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate to say this, it but it was the same thing with black classmen too. Yeah, yeah. Like they were, I mean, but what do you expect? Like he's seen his he's seen his dad act for basically all of his life. Forget acting, bro. <laughs> just being of course, like that, and just being around him. This man could just walk in the house and and be and be Alonzo from training day, bro. Exactly. <laughs> like, like you never know. He probably never knew what he was gonna get. That's crazy. And seeing but, parts of his dad in these movies, and you know, with him, of course, probably studying to be an actor one day, he was like, "Okay, I'm gonna take the knowledge that I have from my dad, and then add that to you know whatever I have going on." Bro, I know you done seen where my man said, "Yeah, my dad was a he was a construction worker." Or, yeah, you know, what he, I mean, he was on he, drugs. Like he he lying. Yeah. So it, it's just it, so he that, could get the jobs from his own strength. And it's like you know, obviously he ha- he is that good. If he mm-hmm. he reached he reached a certain level before people even knew that he yeah was, he was on ballers I didn't yeah, know like, who he was when he was on ballers exactly but even on ballers I was like yo this this dude is good and I was like who is he and I looked him up and I found out he was Denzel son I was like yo the fact that people are not, one are not watching ballers two do not know who he is and three <laughs> do not know that he's Denzel's son I like it's it's gonna be interesting to see how this guy's future goes. But I mean, sure. and now, he, well, after Black Klansman, he basically just blew up. That's and here fact. we are, where, That's granted, fact. yes, he's Denzel's son, but he has the catalog behind his name with things like Ballers and things like Black Klansman and Tenet. And now this, where it's like, oh, he can stand on his own two feet as an actor now. Hey, he he's in that dip, top five man. list, and he's on that top five list because of him. He on dick. His dad's name. He, he on dick. Some, somebody, some... I, I need to see him. Nah, I ain't even gonna say that. I ain't even gonna say that. I, he on deck. He on yeah. deck. I'm, I'm gonna keep that to myself. But he on deck. Somebody mm-hmm. need to put him in, in something good. If yeah. if uh if if they giving if they giving O'Shea Jackson these opportunities, which I rock with O'Shea. Yeah. Because he, he can truly act. O'Shea Jackson Jr. can act. I don't but, know if you've seen Angry Goes West, but he had a small role in that movie, but he came into his own. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. when you see him, you're like, oh, you you weren't like, oh, this is Ice Cube, so you're like, oh, this is O'Shea. Even it, came, it came off hot off of, uh, I think it might have been Dinner Thieves. Like this came, this oh, Angel Girls West came out like right after. He's like, oh yeah, he's he can act, he's there. Like he has his, he brings he his own thing to the movie. He performs. He yes. he, he good at what he do, and right. he he's another one of those kids that I mean, you know, for whatever it's worth, Ice Cube, Ice Cube. Is low key, you know, he's in that he's in the movie world, he's into film mm-hmm. and not necessarily television, but I mean, you know, he has his own film studio, Q Product. I was about to say Q Vision, yeah, and you know, seeing stuff like that as a kid, as a youngster. I mean, he's been watching that since Friday, that was in 95. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he grew up around that. Same John, John David Washington was saying yeah he's my dad's a construction worker but at the same time he was he was either near or around those sets he saw this his whole life right it's not like he was completely absent yeah so i mean you know i mean these these boys and they done they done watched and studied and now they they getting shots to actually put this into action 
Yeah. 100%. And they, they, they getting their shots to put this into action. I rock yeah. with it, but uh, my favorite my favorite moment out of um, my favorite moment out of Malcolm and Marie was yeah. at the it was closer towards the end when John David was was pissed off at the was pissed off at the the movie producer or the director. So he was pissed off at somebody. Oh, the, uh, the 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 woman that reviewed the movie. Yeah, the review the review. He was like, who who was she to say this? Or who was she to say that? Bro, I've been there. And the thing there. is, bro, like it was a it was a positive review. Right. And he was super critical because we're all critical about what we put out. I'm telling like you. I saying earlier, I was critical about my podcast when I first, you know, why are you closing your eyes? Anyway. <laughs> because that first time, hey, look, man, that first time that you said, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, I was like, mm-hmm. who do they, who he think he, who, who I have he an intro. he is right now? I have bro. an intro. I ain't got no intro. I'm your That's friend that has an intro. I ain't got no intro. That's the intro. Okay, that's feel me. Good I ain't you. got no intro. That's the intro. Good for you. We're in different leagues, but anyway, you're right. You're <laughs> back, right. Back to the film. Um, I think that some of my highlights are the acting, of course. I think that the yeah. cinematography was great. Yes, Just the way some of the shot the, the shots were like filmed. They, for example, when he goes outside after the argument, and he's like throwing his fists around, and you're like, yo, he's just like literally in a field of desert and dry grass, just throwing his arms <laughs> out. At night, right? At night. And it's filmed in black and white, it's so but good. you can see everything. And then the music, of course. When they have their argument, he plays "I Forgot to Be Your Lover," and she's oh, outside smoking a look, cigarette. Look, look here, bro. I I went because I hadn't heard that song in so long. Yeah, I jumped on Spotify. I'm like, I know I got it in here. I know I got it in here. I keep scrolling. I find it. Mm-hmm. It was on repeat for a solid two or three days. Yeah, because it's just one maybe of those longer songs. than maybe longer than that. Because I'm like, hey, look, it's different. I know I keep going back to this. Black women, I love y'all. Y'all get on my nerves, but I love y'all anyway. <laughs> but I, I just kept I kept going back and thinking like, you you can't just you can't just work and expect that to be it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you working, you bringing home that bread. But that's not enough, right. bro. That's and, and Malcolm and Marie epitomized that. Like John David Washington's character was, you know, he out there, he working, you know, going hard, and he just put out this movie, and it's it's excellent, it's great. Mm-hmm. But he ain't he not in tune with his woman enough, right? You know what I mean? And then even to take that a step further, when I know for me, when I thought Shawty was tripping out on him. And and she got the she got the, the butcher knife to his neck and all of that. Oh, I yeah. thought for and sure he was out of here. I'm like, they said this movie was toxic. They didn't say she was gonna kill him. Right. And then out of nowhere, you know, he on the ground looking like Marie, Marie, and she mm-hmm. like, that's acting, right? And, and then he like, bro, come on, man. <laughs> like, like, why do you do that in the audition? If you know your woman, <laughs> if you really know your woman, you know she was acting, but you right. ain't know that though. That exactly. see, you know, stuff like that, but it that that was that was that that I song know. epitomized that movie though. Yeah, because he truly did forget to be her lover. He was just low key. He was just a provider. He he was a she was a project that he was working on is what it amounted to. Yeah, and that's what he told her. And he got a chance to share his results. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. I hated science in school, but I still remember. You know, you you staged the experiment. You 
do the experiment. Yeah. After that, you write down your results and then you interpret the results. Entire scientific method, bro. My man basically got to the point where he could interpret his results. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's trash, dog. It is, but oh man. And I mean, it's it's so cool, bro. Because it's like this movie had like no introductory scrolls or anything. It didn't say, hey, this is Malcolm and this is Marie. It didn't have any of that. It didn't have any narration. It was just pure dialogue. You were with these characters over a span of like maybe four to five hours. But it was shrinking down yeah. to an hour and 45 minutes for our, for our, for our, for our, uh, for our minds, I guess you could say. Because we live in such a popcorn you culture know at the time. You know what's so crazy about that, though? What? Is that you could feel, you could feel like, Hour one, hour two, hour three, yeah. hour four. Like you could feel the time dragging along. It's like, yo, they've been doing this forever. Like, yeah. why is they still the arguing? And you look at your watch, and it's only been thirty more minutes. And it's like, yo, uh, <laughs> that was perfect. That that right. was perfect. Right. That was perfect. That's a testament to the movie, Loki. Yeah, and the directing and mm-hmm. the writing, the editing. most and foremost. Yeah, think about think the about courses. how much. Okay. Oh, go ahead. No, you got it. Think about how much. Think about how much they probably actually filmed. You know what I mean? Like, because there's no way you got this much talking and they ain't freestyled a lot of this. I ain't even say a little bit. They freestyled a lot of this. Yeah, I, so, I, I would love to figure out or see or read some kind of, you know, article about how much of this was improv. Yeah. Because you know that you see that there's improv. I'm telling you. And like the they, gotta, they were just able to bounce off of each other with that same energy. It's just another testament to the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're acting, and yep. they're acting like John David Washington. We put him up there. Zendaya. Yeah. Mm, well, you haven't seen enough she, of her. So she she came she came out to me in this. I mean, yeah, I, you I should respect, definitely watch Euphoria. I respect it, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I respect it. Love and respect to you, Queen. But you know, I'm just I'm not up on her. Watch Euphoria, and your thoughts will change. You gonna keep saying that, and and you I'm should. gonna keep I'm gonna keep telling you no. Well, that's 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 on you then. Hey, bro, you know that's we better you. than that, man. I'm just gonna keep telling you no. That's that's that's, on you. that's really what it amounts to. I'm gonna just keep telling you no. Anyway, um, overall, I'd give this movie an eight out of ten, just because I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but by the end of it, it had an ending, unlike the little things. And you get from point A to point B, but granted in this movie, you go from A to A.5 to A.7, then back to A.3 because things kept getting brought back up. And it it all wrapped up with a nice, pretty little bow. Chill, what did you say? This man said with a pretty little bow. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I, I would give it I would give it an eight. I would give it yeah. an eight. Like I, I I I don't know what the perfect movie is to me. Um, I really don't know what the perfect movie is to me because it, it really depends. I mean, my favorite movie all time. I mean, this is a film podcast. My favorite movie all time is Scarface. I watch Scarface at least, you know, once a month, sometimes mm-hmm. once a week, depending on the rut that I'm in or how I feel. I might watch Scarface once a week, mm-hmm. maybe more. But to me, it's almost it's it's almost perfect. Yeah, 
some people gonna say, "Oh, that's trash. It's a trash movie, or it's just stereotypical." Nah, it's I, that that movie is almost perfect to me. Yeah. Um, The Godfather Two is almost a perfect movie to me. But then again, you know that I like that kind of stuff. Right. Those are those are like perfect movies to me. If we step outside that that lane, um, you love the Dark Knight. That, that's like a perfect movie to me. Heath Ledger, mm-hmm. Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger was perfect. I mean, he there, there's nothing more that he could have done. Like it was, it the movie cost a man his life. It was that right. good. It was perfect. Yeah, nothing else you could do. Yeah, it was just the writing. Of the film that took his life. <laughs> yeah. Like he, yeah. he read the script and was like, yo, this is uh yeah. Then he embraced he it went and acted out. It was just too much on him. I think this is the perfect segue to go over into Judas and the Black Messiah and talk about your boy Lakeith. Yeah, um, uh I want you to repeat after me. I am a revolutionary. I said repeat, but yeah, you can continue. A revolutionary. I am a revolutionary. I am a revolutionary. And I ain't gonna die in no car, Rick. Yeah, I ain't gonna die it. slipping on no ice. Yeah, go ahead. He killed that, bro. He killed that. And he killed that for real. It's it's just crazy how it's not really crazy, but the man said, "I might die for this, but my people will be in a better place because of it." You know, he said crazier? he he, you know? he told he told them. If I die, that doesn't mean that the revolutionary will die. The revolution will continue after my death. You can kill a revolutionary, but you can't kill the revolution. He told them, don't give up if I lose my life. Right? Sadly enough, a lot of them gave up. Yeah. I think that's a problem that we have as a, as a people. That's, that's, a, that's a big problem that we have. Yeah. Um, if you think about if you think about the hits that revolution or the movement took when Malcolm died and then when Martin died mm-hmm. and how it discouraged people, but at the same time, you got you got somebody like uh, my man Andrew Young mm-hmm. who kept going but pivoted in in a sense he pivoted to to different things that still furthered black people but it was just not in the same vein as necessarily being on the front lines because there wasn't a front line to report to at that point right it wasn't nothing going on and i think the same thing happened with fred hampton to where at the end of the movie it tells you that um his the, the mother of his child remained a black panther until the dissolution of the party mm-hmm. in 1960 80 something i believe 68 69 she remained a, a you know a constant presence up until that point right come on bro yeah that's crazy it's sad man like and we said 60s the, I, that, that's wrong it was the 80s i think it was the 80s. i yeah. think 88 88 or something like that yeah. but either way that's still that's that's terrible that's still terrible the government they they were that afraid of a twenty one year old man. Don't even say a man. And a bro. group Don't of say a twenty. Man. No, I'm just saying they were afraid of him. They were afraid of him. Nah, they were afraid but, of a twenty one year old kid, bro. He was a kid. If if we keep it G, he was a grown man. Yes. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, but like I mean, like to, they, to to a lot of them, 
and people that he had to reach out to, he was a kid, of course. Yeah. 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 And they, they, they were just that afraid that they could lock him up, which is what they did when they didn't last for much <laughs> for long like they expected it to. What did they have to result to? Assassinating this man just to stop him. You know what's crazy though? Hmm? <laughs> I got a twisted mind, but you know, uh, Malcolm, Malcolm was assassinated with like three bullets. Like he, yeah. I think he was hit. Like the three bullets. It was three specific bullets that killed him. Yeah. Um, Martin, depending on which story you believe, was assassinated by one bullet. Um. Neither one of these were necessarily from close range. Fred Loki might have already been dead and got shot in the head. Like, bro, that's twice. Crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, twice. Not once, but twice. Twice at that. That's crazy, bro. Yes. That's crazy. And the fact that Deborah could, she can still recall like what they said, which was, what did they say? Something close to. Now he's good and dead. Yeah, yeah, that is right. That is right. And it's like it was basically a hit. No yeah. matter which way you look at it, it's, th- these are clearly hits because you have these old, rich, white people that want things to go to the way that they have the power to go, and you have these. Young and old black men mm-hmm. that had their own visions for how they think that things should go. It's like, oh, I don't like their ideas. Or I don't like that they're basically unionizing and gathering all these different types of people to stop us. Let's stop them before they even get the chance. Yeah. Yeah. And it was. And of course, that, that would definitely put fear in the people that were close to these people. Like the Black Panthers that were, you know, still at it. They were like, oh, that could happen to me or my family. You know what I mean? So it's understandable that these people were terrified and they got out, basically. Hey, two two things, bro. Two things. The first one, just yeah. to piggyback off of what you just said, in, in reference to, you know, them saying, oh, I don't I don't know if, if this if it happened to them. It could happen to me. Mm-hmm. Um, think about think about. I think his name was Willie Palmer. I know the last name was Palmer, but Jimmy Palmer. Jimmy Palmer. That's mm-hmm. it. My my fault. You think about him. Yeah. The way my man died, like he walked in the store, and he was like, "Leave my people alone." And they <laughs> said no. And I mean, he took two bullets. It's it's like something something that we talked about before that mm-hmm. I know would like that I know would would piss people off, but in a sense of you know the climate he knew the climate yeah and he knew he was about he, to he get was into in the climate <laughs> that's a fact right that's he a, a fact he was a, he was a participating member took two shots didn't die knew 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 he could get shot but he i mean he took the even beyond anyway. that he shot a cop he yes. shot two cops yes you you got a death Going, sentence he was hospitalized and the cops got to guard you technically and they still killed him while he you, was hospitalized. You asking for a death sentence, my nigga. He knew that. He, he knew. knew it, but he, he didn't care. He was willing to die for the cause. 
Um, what's my man name? The the young the young boy. Fred Fred was at his mama house. Oh, you talking about the guy that Algie Smith played? I know. Yeah, I can't think. I, I can't, can't remember think, his name either. I can't think of his real name. Yeah, but him, like, you went over there to get answers. That you you went over there to get answers that you already knew. Yeah, is the first thing. He called the cops. Technically, you got time to run. Mm-hmm. But, but what you, did he do? But you don't. Right. And then, even after he had the the cop on the ground hit, pleading for his life, you you still finished. Still him pulled off. the trigger. Yeah. I mean, you could have you could have dipped. You could have ran. But he was just full of resentment. And hate like, at that point. Yo, I, I gotta do this. That's that that was the first thing. The second thing is something that you know me and you've been talking about, like just just based up from last year. I mean, the climate that we live in. Mm-hmm. Who is our Fred Hampton? Who is gonna be the face? Because you know, you got people like you got for me. For me, per you got people like Killer Mike. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mike, Mike is a man after my own heart because he's anti-establishment to the core. But if this is the only way that I can progress, is actually mm-hmm. being of the establishment in a sense. I mean, I have to throw my hat in this ring. I have to vote. I have to go to these these town halls, these meetings. I gotta participate. Yeah. In order to progress, I know that. So let me do that. Yeah. It's 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 crazy how we don't necessarily have that figure right. in in today's time. Like and even with him doing what he does, there's still our people that are like, oh, I don't know about all that. I think yeah. he's doing. I think he's doing too much. Um, black owned everything. I don't know about that. I like my uh, my Kellogg cereal still. <laughs> like yeah. it's it's crazy how people are so fast to just kind of downplay when. A fellow black man is trying to basically make our people have a voice. Exactly, bro. Exactly. Because a lot of our people are just afraid to speak up. That's the thing. I mean, even for me, I told I told my daddy like when yeah. whenever whenever the protesting and all that started up here, and you know it's 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 different from from back home. Like back home, you know, you're not going to see. You know, crowd of like five, six thousand people, maybe even more, right. marching down a city block or you know a street. You you're not gonna see that back home, right. but up here, like you know, they are they protesting hard and carrying their signs and yeah, they weren't they weren't rioting, but you know, people were still were still getting arrested just yeah. for just being for there, <laughs> and and that's my thing, like yeah. I, I don't wanna I don't wanna be a part if I'm not gonna be a part. Right. And you know, it's it's not I support best way I can, but as far as actually being out and in it, it's like yo, if I if I go out here and I really do this, who gonna who gonna and I, I get I get locked up or worst case scenario, you know you got you. some yeah, like who who gonna pay my bills? Who who gonna right. take care of me? Like right. when you think about when you think about the Harry Belafonte's and 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 even even go so far as to say Sam Cook, the brothers mm-hmm. who had the bread and supported people like Malcolm and and um who supported people like Malcolm and Martin and made sure that they had, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. 
both of those brothers died broke. Yeah. If we if we be honest, they died broke and shouldn't have. I, I, it's scary. I, I, can't, I can't go <laughs> out like it, that, bro. It's scary, bro. And that's... I ain't got no kids or nothing like that. But still, right. no kids, no wife to support. But it's like, yo, when I when I leave here, you want to leave a mark. I want to make you wanna, sure you that, want it all to be for something. Yeah, like and it's they, just they, that fear of you know the probability of you going out protesting something happening. You get locked up. You don't know what's gonna happen to you. It's just that fear of like, man, what did I do this for? Like, what did I leave? Did I leave a stamp? Is anything gonna happen while I'm when I'm gone? What's what's the deal? Who gonna come get me out? Right. Like for real. Yeah, you like, all the way over there. I mean, I can't do much on my end. I mean, put money in your books, but hey, could <laughs> they don't? If if you went so so, I've heard. I don't know. Somebody might be able to debunk this story, but. From what I've heard, you get locked up in New York City if you want to, cause that you can't dial no number outside of New York. So I'm I'm already yeah, I mean, messed up. You know yeah, what I mean? You are like, messed up. My Gooch, Gooch, I don't know Gooch number by heart. My yeah. aunt, my uncle that live up here, the, the few, the few people that I'm close, I don't know their numbers by heart. Right. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> but I don't know. That's that's just it, man. Like. Hey, I am revolutionary. You know what's funny though? Like, remember, I I told you that prior to this movie, I didn't know everything about what happened with this story. Mm -hmm. Like, I knew just kind of the basics. I knew who Fred Hampton was. I knew who Mark Clark was, but I didn't know what Mark Clark's involvement with everything that had to go on with Fred. You know, I, I had no idea that he was from another chapter. Yeah, and he had just come to that area. And the fact that he lost his life there along with Fred is like, whoa. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. Yeah. Crazy. Like he he went out of town. He went to go see his people. And yeah, he, he lost his life. Almost like the wrong like, place at the wrong time. Exactly. That's what I was even about though, to say. Even though it was the right place, like he should have been, he should have yeah. been with Fred at that time. Yeah. And then, I mean, just the fact that I didn't know much about the the lawsuit that went on for twelve years. That was so trash. That and so they trash. sued for what was it, forty four point seven million dollars, and they settled for one point four seven million after twelve years. Come on, man, <laughs> that's terrifying, bro. And just, I mean, I, I I can't even imagine the pain that their families had to go through because of you know, because of the assassination and the events that followed. Yo, do you really think that William O'Neill committed suicide after that interview? I think so. You know why I think so? Because the people knew who he was. They knew. The fact that he went on PBS as himself after all those, and here's another thing I was about to get to. He played, he went for, he went on for years being somebody else to save his own behind. He went to the feds. He looked up to Buddy. What's Buddy's name? Um, Roy. Yeah, he looked, he, he eventually looked up to him. You could see, like, when he went to his house, he's like, oh, you got a bunch of nice stuff. Hey, how much money mm. you make, man? Right. Like, stuff like that. He, he looked up to him, and considering how young Bill was at the time. That's understandable. You have this black man that's getting or well, making his living by being a car thief, coming in contact with the feds that have things that he doesn't have. 
So he's like, I want to be like y'all. I want to be rich and wealthy and wear sunglasses. He wanted inside. to be a cop too, though. I mean, <laughs> right. That was a that was a good little that was a good little front, but yeah, my man, let's let's call a spade a spade. You wanted to be a cop. Yeah. <laughs> And like I said, just after the interview, people would know who he was. I think that he probably sat in the car before he left and was like, yeah, this is, uh, well, probably that night that it aired. He was like, yeah, this is going to bring me a lot of attention. He probably feared for his life. Because like I said, you like you said, he wanted to be a cop, but he was a Black Panther at the same time. Play so <laughs> you, you, have, you have your own people, the, the Black people, and then you have the feds that are all looking at you different. Like, hmm, you're not for me. Then you're also not for them, so he's probably just terrified. Playboy, what? Them folks took him out, man. You think they did? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ain't no doubt in my mind. They took him out. I think he took himself out. But why do you? Why do you think they took him out? They took. They took him out, man. Why do you think that? My man Roy said, "Don't nobody know that you're." <laughs> that you were my informant. They know I have a person on the inside. Uh, on the inside, but they don't know that you're my informant, right? Meanwhile, he goes to the bar <laughs> and runs nah, the little rail. <laughs> I ain't even going that little rail did such a good job. Mm-hmm. I ain't even gonna do that though. I ain't even gonna go there. What I'm gonna point at is he said that and then what probably probably was maybe two or three days later mm-hmm. when he went to the bosses and they're like, we need to use O'Neal in a different manner. They knew who he was. Right. And not only that, they know everything already. Of off, off the top, they know everything. Of course. So you telling me when William O'Neal went to PBS and say, yeah, I want to tell my story. I want to tell what I know. You think that PBS ain't reach out to the FBI like, hey, we wanted to see if anyone can comment on what William O'Neill is saying. He's saying that he was a Black Panther and infiltrated the Black Panthers and he helped get friends. Uh, is this true? C- come on, bro. Because <laughs> it's PBS, man. A PBS had to go do some homework. When them folks found out that PBS was about to have him up, they okay. What day is he coming? Oh mm-hmm. yeah. What what time is it airing? Hmm, okay, all right. I'm pretty sure they um, recorded everything. Once they edited it, they sent it to the feds, and the feds were like, "Yeah, we saying we it's gotta, true. We gotta get rid of this nigga." Right. So what they He's, did? They waited till the day it aired. Come to on, take bro. Him out. Put put it out there. It's just. I mean, when you think about it. Just so it's not all black. Mm-hmm. Just just so it's not all black. We knew or we know who killed JFK. Mm-hmm. We know these things. It's public knowledge. If we want to go back a little bit further. We know who killed Abraham Lincoln. It's public knowledge, my man. Like, come mm-hmm. on. So that's that's what I'm saying. Like, you want to put that out? Okay, fine. I mean, we've been the bad guys before. We can be the bad guy again. We killed, <laughs> we killed Martin. We killed Malcolm. They'll be all right. If they'll yeah. kill two of their own. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. So that's why that's that's why I say, yeah, you go ahead and let it air. You know, that's fine. Thank you so much. 
And then as mm-hmm. soon as that phone hung up, it's like, get him. <laughs> so you going to get him or I need to do it. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's that's really one of those yeah. things. But I for me, I I felt I felt disrespected when when uh the interviewer asked William O'Neill, what would you tell your son or what would you tell any person? Yeah, that was a little he's like little... I was a part of the I was a part of the struggle. I'm like, brother, number one, at the end of that, they said that he made equivalent back then what, what two hundred thousand dollars. Bro, yeah. 200000 a day is a comfortable life. I ain't saying you rich, you wealthy, you know, like you good. You got enough to get what you need. You comfortable. You yes. good. Yeah. Especially if you live in the hood. Like, oh, yeah. you give me 200000 Give me 200000 and I'm I'm back home, bro. Yeah. Like I, the team, when, when he came inside to go talk to Roy and he had his shades on and his brown jacket and he's like, yeah, what, what's up? He's straight. Then he and they, gave, they <laughs> gave him a car. Yeah. And Roy's like, hey, uh, Give us the layout of his apartment. And you just see immediately like he's like, hold on. Uh, then you hear he's he's going to prison. And he's like, Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I still need this layout. <laughs> and yeah, like that, that scene, like I legit had to like stretch a little bit because I got uncomfortable, bro. Like seeing him like be like, man, I'm I'm legit defeated at this time. <laughs> like I've I've dug myself into this hole that I can't get out. So I have to listen to what this man tells me to do. And do what he tells me to do. Hey man, he yeah. It's he, like you just seen him just get backed into a corner, and it's tragic. <laughs> it's super tragic. But I mean, like I said, he he dug himself that hole. Look, he did such a good job though. As yeah. as much as I'm not a fan of, I just have one complaint about his, his performance though. What the scene where he's like in the apartment on the steps, and he was like, "Yeah, we found out that so and so was a fed. Yeah, we had to kill that man." He was like, yeah, yeah, that brother, man, that old sucker. Yeah, I'm glad he's dead. And I think that part was, well, it was, you over, lucky I it wasn't was there. overacted. Yeah, like, I lucky was like, I wasn't there. I would have I would have shot him. And yeah, I would have killed him. him too. Yeah, I'm glad y'all did that to him. That was kind of like, trash. Yeah, trash. see, that's, 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 that was really my only complaint. Like, everything else was, was great. He did, he did a good job, though. I mean, he, he really did. Like, he, yeah. And I watched, um, I think it was on Sway. I watched the other day where they interviewed everybody. Mm-hmm. No, I'm lying. Or am I? It, it was one of them. No, it wasn't Sway. It was something else that Daniel Kalu was on. But he he was saying, you know, Lakeith, it, it was the Breakfast Club. Daniel Kalu was like, you know, Lakeith made the biggest sacrifice yeah. because that's not him at mm-hmm. all. You know what I mean? Like I, I couldn't being typecasted for a role, I would think makes that role easier. You know what I mean? If 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 you if if they if you were casted to be a black dude from Easley, yeah, you could do that. Like that's you really not gonna have to act too much. Right. But if you are a young black, black chap from the UK. Chill, bro. <laughs> if you t- if you if you cast it, if you pro black and then you cast it, you basically cast it to be Judas. I mean, that's that's tough. And to do a good you, job at to, it, you'd have to dig in and find something that you know is not you. Then on top of that, having to study other Judases 
in life. You, you know what's crazy too, bro? What? You know what's crazy too? For for you to do that and then like you you do you do the movie, right? You do mm-hmm. the movie. And it's like all these challenges and stuff going on on the internet and you know how uh Lakeith had to poison Fred Hampton. Fred, yeah. And he put the he had to put the poison in the drink. And then you remember like just two weeks ago they was doing the if I was a bad secret agent challenge where they put in the like fake they put in whatever if, like if I was a bad hitman, you put sugar in the water and, and lick spin it and, it and then you fall like bro. Yeah, and then watching this is like that's so crazy. That's so crazy. How the timing lined up like that? Like that's crazy, dog. Yeah, that's crazy. And like even at the same time, though, I saw something where I think it might have been that same interview where Daniel Kalu was like, you know, Lakeith Lakeith struggled a lot of days because it's like, yo, I got it. Yeah. In thirty years, right? I maybe even more than thirty years. The dude that got to play Takashi Six Nine. It's something to think about. The, yeah. The, in 30 or 40 years. I mean, but the, that also depends on the state of social media, the state of the world, the state of how this history plays out, basically. That's true. But I mean, at this point, there's no way to, to redeem that. The same the same way with William O'Neill. Yeah. He could have he could have went on to to I don't even know. He could have went on to cure cancer or something, bro. Yeah. Ain't no ain't no coming back for him. Like there was no coming back whatsoever. He he yeah. it was that was etched in stone already. Yeah. He didn't have anyone on the side. No one to run back to because I mean he burned bridges on both sides. Right. Right. So he was basically stuck. That's like but, old buddy that um old buddy that ah, old <laughs> buddy that he uh he when they was in the hall with the with the crowns. And yeah. um, when they was in the hall with the crowns, and Buddy was like, "So that yo, that's the nigga that." And he, sl- I mean, that dude, he slapped foul that nigga dog. Right. He slapped <laughs> foul like you know you ain't supposed to speak out of the turn. He's exactly. like, but that's the dude. He was like, he looked at him like, like you still talking? Yeah. That's that that see that's that's different, bro. Like yeah. And also, I mean, that's that's such a that's that just proves how good all the performances were. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Besides that weak point with Lakeith, I mean Daniel, Dominique Fishback, who was Deborah, um, Algie, everyone, the extras, the uh, Steel, the dude from eight, from Atlanta, I was telling you about, they played yeah. Tracy, like they all did a great job, and it's like they they acted like that. Someone said, "Hey, this is going to be the last thing that you're in. Show the people why you're an actor." That's what they acted like. A chick that played Deborah did like she, I she was phenomenal. Dominique Fishback was, was phenomenal. She was. Like it was. She it did, was. It was believable. I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine. Some of the women I know. Doing that in real life. No, not at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's. It's like. I see. I see. I see y'all in such a great light. Like I know that. I know how strong y'all are. I know some of the stuff that y'all been through, mm-hmm. but. My man stood on stage and said that he was gonna die for his people, 
and everyone else is cheering around her, but she has this, she, this tears somber look in her, on her eyes, face she bro. Because she, she knows, she knows he, he is gonna die. Mm-hmm. That's the, he is gonna die, and he gonna die for y'all. Right. But at the same time, cause she I was pregnant with his on the way. Yes. He ain't gonna get to be a daddy. Right. It just that's tough. Yeah, that's they, tough, and that just boy. makes it makes the the entire film and the story just that much more impactful. Mm-hmm. Because it's like imagine that happening today. Hard to believe. With it's, the way social media is and the way the entire age is, just imagine. It, that's the that's one that's one part that kind of that kind of makes it it makes it annoying in a sense because if that were to happen, it might be. Might be on it, might be on the internet, bro. Exactly. When when it happens, like if, yeah. if he was to go out, there'd you know, be somebody, footage. Somebody will live stream it. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. That awkward silence because this shit is so sad, man. We need to talk yeah. about something that's happy. This is it's dark, but uh, I, hey, I, I love mean, dark. I I love the film, I love the cinematography, I love the writing. Uh first and foremost. I mean, the film was written by Shaka King. Will Burson and um, it's one other name I feel like I'm forgetting, but um, oh yeah, the Lucas Brothers they wrote this film as well. Uh, do you know who they are? They did some other stuff. I just can't. Yeah, remember. they're they're comedians, but yeah, they they wrote this as well. And then it was produced by Ryan Coogler, which we're all familiar with and we love. And it's just it's a lot of black talent in this I hate, film. <laughs> I hate that I can't listen to Nipsey and Jay Z song. Why not? Because it's it's not. Go ahead it's and a great. It. It's a great song. It. Nah, it's a great song. It's hard. Yeah. I like the. I like the beat. I like what they saying. Yeah. Victory Lap came out in twenty. 18. I believe so. Nipsey don't get that verse in right. 2021. No. And the al- like when that album came out, I told you how hard it was, I think, before you listened to it. Like I'd already listened to it. Yeah, you listened to it like when it through. came out, and I was like, let me uh wait till later on and I listen to it. And I didn't And I, I told it. you, I yeah. told you, like, yo, no, it's it's that good, like it's hard. Yes. And the man's still alive at that point. Right. But I, I it, it was just that good. But it was still and underlooked. It was. It was still and, underlooked. And that's that's not the typical, that's not the typical Jay-Z formula. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see Hove giving Nipsey a verse three years after his first album came out. No. Like what we talked about just the other day with Two Chains, how yeah. Two Chains feels like Two Chains said he done asking because I, I don't I put in the work, you know I could rap, I'm solidified yeah. out here. I need my I need my whole verse, mm-hmm. but he ain't got it yet. Right? You telling me after one album, three years, who's to say? I mean, Nip was about to come again because Racks in the Middle drop, which was hard. I love it, mm-hmm. but. Who's to say that that next project was gonna make Jay say, "Oh, I'm gonna give Nip a verse," right? Because when we really think about it, 
I mean, after 2013, after 2013, ain't that when Pound Cake came out? Pound Cake came yeah, out in 2013. Yeah, 2013. What other what other whole verses we really got? I'm not going to count that Jay Electronica album because their relationship is just too different. Yeah. But as far as just like, you know, Hove handing out features, Meek, Meek got one, but I feel like that was a Ross move. <sighs> I feel like that was a Ross move. And, and Jay, I, I'm not going to say it like that, but Jay had some money to make back. Mm-hmm. Cause he helped me get out of jail. So he has, he has some, he, he needed to see a return and that's not necessarily to say that he got compensation, but he needed to see something come back from that. So I, I helped get this man out of jail. He needs right. this look. Other than that. And what's free is hard, but other than that, yeah, love what's free. what J verses we got, man, we ain't got no J verses. Right. J not handing out verses. I mean, you can talk about our song. I mean, Drug Dealers Anonymous. You can talk about that all day. But when that was, 20 what? When was that? 2017, 18, maybe? Drug you might have to correct me. Anonymous. Uh, 2016. 16, oh. Huh. <laughs> But even with that, yeah. And Pound Cake mm-hmm. did come out in 2013. That's yeah. three years. And I don't know any more any 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 more J verses in between that time. Yeah, we honest. I don't know no more J verses after 2013. That wasn't the keys, his. The keys, the keys. You know what, bro? Let's we, we can stop talking about music. This is a film <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Like I said, bro, it's gonna be whatever we make it. So nah, this is a film podcast. I mean, if you don't want to talk about DJ Khaled, then you can just say that. (laughs) Next subject. All right. So back to Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, the standouts to me were the performances, the music. I love the music in this movie. When it was time to get serious, the music showed that. You would hear these low horns and these subtle percussions. I love that. But when it comes, huh? I'm acting like Kendrick Perkins. I don't know why. All that huffing and puffing. (laughs) But I I give the film a nine out of 10. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And like I told you, when I finished watching it, I thought it was just an okay film. But when I thought about what happened and when I researched everything and I thought, well, I put into perspective how well they were able to capture the spirit of the times and show the events that happened in such a way that it's not necessarily easy easy to pick up but i mean it it wasn't boring like the little things or anything like that but just the fact that this movie is going to start and it's going to put a little spark and put a little bit of hop into a lot of these other people that are making movies especially when they're doing movies based on on a separate time because, I mean, we talked about it before. This film has a Detroit kind of vibe to it. Where they, they show things that we don't want to see. But that's just the way it happened. Detroit was just different. Though. It's a different animal, of course, yeah. But, yeah, in that sense, that's when I just started thinking about everything. And I put it into perspective. I watched it again later that night. And I, I got to give it a 9 out of 10. I have to. 
I'll give it an eight just because I don't like I don't like the way it was it was scored. You didn't like the score? No. Why not? Some of that music was played at like just the wrong time. Like it I, I hate to say it, like it was just played completely out of turn. Or it just wasn't the right song. How about that? Like I just didn't I feel like I feel like it could have been curated better. Gotcha. And I think the last dance spoiled me because the last dance was just scored perfectly. Like it, that, that, I mean, you got to think that trended every week for seven weeks. Yeah. The last dance itself trended Michael Jordan, but Mm -hmm. for seven straight weeks, people talked about just how good the music was that was played and it was played at the perfect moment. Yeah, but I, that, I feel that's like the thing though, like you're comparing. Like, it's two different. It's two. It's two. It's two yeah. different things. It's two different things. Argument with that because you have to think like the music here was basically there to portray emotion, but it just wasn't good music. Hmm. It what to to me it wasn't like I when for for this for this movie. It was a lot of it was a lot of moments where there could have been like slow lethargic tones used. And the reason I say that is because in band to warm up your instruments, we used to have to play chorales. And it was usually a lot of long tones, big sounds. It was nothing and and it could also be dark. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just the style of music. It was a lot of big, long sounds. This movie had a lot of moments where it was just, it should have just been, like, big, long sounds leading up to something happening. I didn't get that. Not the way I wanted it. Like, it just was not good to me. I did not like the score of this this movie at all. It it just wasn't, it, it didn't hit. That's not to say it wasn't moments where it's like, okay, I'm nodding my head or tapping my foot. But it's just certain moments where I'm I just I did not care for the music at all that was played for a certain scene. It didn't take away from the scene, but it's just like this could be better with some like if it was a different song or beat, this could yeah. be so much better. But I still, you know what I mean? I still give it an eight. Like I liked it. I watched mm-hmm. it maybe four times up to this point. Like I'm right. gonna continue to watch it until HBO Max takes it off because it's mm-hmm. just that good. I ain't gonna mm-hmm. die in no car, Rick. <laughs> ain't gonna die slipping on no ice. Yeah, that shit I hear you. But um, also I think that just the fact that everything was just kind of to the point. Yeah, and it's it could be jarring for some. You know what I mean, bro? My man walked when they walked in on the the other side of Chicago, and uh, old buddy said, um, the 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 dude that was running the meeting was like. I know we've uh we've oppressed your people and the white dude sitting in the front row was like, I ain't done shit. Right. <laughs> My mom and daddy were sharecroppers. Come on, man. Right. What 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 can you what can you say about it? And then at the same time, when Buddy told um when uh when Chairman Fred told told uh Jimmy Palmer, he Jimmy Palmer said something about the the 
being an overseer or something like that. And Chairman Fred was like, well, what about if the overseer is, you know, black or something like that? I forget how that went. But that whole exchange is just like, brother, you saying this, but, you know, you you wrong. You ain't even right. no kind of wrong. You just wrong. That's it. Yeah. Ain't nothing else to say. Like, stop. And that's something else we don't get. Right. Pe- today, if 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 I respect you and you said something wrong, we should share a mutual enough respect to where I can tell you, hey, yo, you were wrong. Yeah. You don't get that no more. Yeah. It's totally different. It's totally that's, different. <laughs> that's so raw. You got that live New York City background in the back. Hey, I'm surprised this whole time we've been on this, I ain't heard no sirens yet, no horns. It's a bunch right. of it's a bunch of snow on the ground still, so that's probably why. But yeah, you heard the building movements of the building, but you ain't you you ain't heard like no sirens or nothing. Yeah, but yeah, man, it, it was it was still good, but I give it an eight because of the score. Yeah, I give it an eight because of the score. I got you, but um, yeah, did you want to talk about the soundtrack at all? Nah, that don't. My own my only gripe with the whole thing is that I wish. I, it's just something about that song, man. With with Jay yeah. and with Jay and Nip, something about that song. I don't. Yeah. Nip doesn't get that three years after Victory Lap drops if he's still alive, and I don't. I don't care for that. And I love Jay Z. My favorite rapper is Jay Z, mm-hmm. but and I love Nipsey Hussle because nobody put me on Nipsey Hussle. I found him myself. But at the same time, I just I know that that does not happen if he's still alive. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um. I, I like the soundtrack. I love how stacked it was when it comes to the talent. I mean, you got Black Thought, Nas, like you said, Nipsey Hussle and Jay-Z. BJ. Yeah, you got J.I.D. It's just a slew of people. And it's just, it was, it was pleasant to hear. Like a lot yeah. of that music I can see still, I can still go back to it probably years later and get something out of it. So I really enjoyed it. But yeah, so that was our thoughts and review on Judas and the Black Messiah. But on to more lighthearted topics. Do you have any movies coming up soon that you're anticipating? Mm-mm, not Nothing? now. That was it. Judas and the Black Messiah was was it. I still yeah, remember that that first trailer. Chairman Fred Hampton of the Black Panther Pod. And when that I still, came out, I, I sent it to you and I was like, hey, what I are know. Your thoughts? And you said out of your own mouth, I don't know, man, like it might be all right, but I I don't know, man. I don't like Daniel Kaluuya like that still. And I was like, nah. I was like, I was like, this is gonna be different. I said it's gonna be different. Trailer drop, and he was doing that. And, and I you am called a revolutionary. me. You called me. That was it. Bro. And I said, yeah. I said, what's up? And he's like, you was right. And I was like, right about what? <laughs> I it's gonna it. be a good movie. I gotta see it now. I gotta see it. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> was it i had to see it after that i had to see it after that i am a revolutionary i I mean it's it's crazy how it's to the point where you know when we talk on the phone we talk we talk about the movie right then and there but i told you i wanted to have you on so we could wait and get it all out here so appreciate it you're quite welcome thank you bunches but i'm excited for this new mortal kombat trailer well the movie anyway the trailer came out i love the trailer have you seen it Still have not watched it. Oh, she did. I love it. I love that it's not overdone. Like the blood's not overdone. I like how they're leaving that up to the games. It's some cool action pieces. And I feel like if they treat every fight in this movie with respect, it could be one of the best. You know what they need? They need what? um 
the the dude, I can't remember if it's a dude or a female. They need the person that that uh choreographed for John Wick and Extraction Point. The dude, yeah. I'll uh speaking of that, I'll get to that in a second. Um yeah, and then also with Mortal Kombat, the cast seems like they're gonna be able to channel the spirits of the characters that they're portraying. I don't know if you've seen the pictures or anything, but the guy that's playing Jax, he if you look at him, you'll be like, Oh yeah, he's definitely gonna be a good Jax. And then not necessarily it looks like him because Jax is black man, so we can all look like Jax in a way, but you can tell that he's gonna have like that that hard nose kind of army and special no well special forces kind of like lingo and he's you can tell dog? that he's gonna bring something to the role. Is Who's my your dog? dog in this shit? Who? Get over here. Scorpion is definitely in it. Um, that's why I want you to watch the trailer because there's some cool scenes with him. Yeah, I'm not gonna spoil anything about that. But um dog, man. I'm also excited for Godzilla versus King Kong. Cause you know how much I loved Godzilla King of the Monsters two years ago. That shit was so annoying. I loved it. So for this, I mean I understand that it's gonna be Godzilla versus King Kong for maybe a few points of the movie, but you know that they're not going to kill each other. Do you know there's going to be another threat that comes and they're going to team up to take it down? So and I'm okay with that. Point? What is the point? It's an action movie. The you little know? things. The little things was a thriller. What was the point? Exactly. You're not about to stop me from not liking this movie. So I yeah, might I'm, not. I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm, yeah. Because I mean, bro, you got to think. I'm a movie guy. I like stuff. You don't. <laughs> so, yeah. It's just, so crazy just, that I took the film class in college and you didn't. Exactly. And I still did better than you. You didn't. So I did. You didn't take the class. I, I did. did. And I passed it. I passed that class with a I made beat. you like Frozen. What are you talking about? Do you want to let us know me? You know, it's funny since you said that. We legit watched the original Godzilla while you were in that class. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah, and you loved it. I, I had to watch it. Yeah, and you loved it. See, that's all I'm going to say. But, yeah, um, another movie I'm looking forward to is Nobody, which stars Bob Odenkirk, who you know from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. He saw. Hey. Have it, did, I, did I ever uh, send you this trailer? Nope. So he's basically a dad. The movie is directed by Derek Colstrad, who directed all three John Wick films. Yeah. So it's Saul. He's he's a family man. Something happens, but you know, since it's directed by the guy that did John Wick, something's going to happen to make this man be a kick-ass fellow. How to shoot him up. Bang, bang. And fight. And I mean, they show a, a, a fight on the bus in the movie. And it's cool. I like, you know, I like these type of movies. He's kind of I'm, I'm retired and now I got to go back to my old ways. I love that. That's what I love about John Wick. Like I'm retired, so, I'm, I'm happy, things are going well, but then things go bad, but then they get worse. So can, can I say my um? Can I say my piece about John Wick? Yeah, sure. No, 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 no. If you about to say what I think about to say, <laughs> this is not the platform. You can say that on your. Platform. Why not? Why anyway, not? come on, bro. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting hey. some balls to the walls action. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, Damo, no. who, who John Wick remind you of, bro? Keanu Reeves. Nah, but who John Wick remind you of? Keanu Reeves. John but. Wick drove a Mustang like guns and had a pit bull. Who John Wick remind you of? Keanu Reeves. 
What I, I drive, you know. Damo. What I drive, Damo. Chevy Impala. What I got at the crib, Damo. Silver Bullet. No Silver Bullet has been gone for a long time. <laughs> what I got. I don't know. What I, I got. I got a Mustang. Hey, Damo. I got a lot of guns and I like them, don't I? I like guns, don't I, Damo? Hey, Damo, what kind of dog? What kind of dog I used to have? Damo! What was Brutus, bro? What was Brutus? What kind of dog Brutus was, bro? Hey, mm. Brutus was Brutus was a pit, ain't it? Hey, hey, Damo, what color was Brutus, bro? What color Brut man? Come on, bro. Come on, Damo. What color Brutus was, man? I'm letting you get your sock out. I, I might I, as I'm well. A, I'm gonna be on my phone. You you get what you got to get out. Black John Wick out here, man. Go ahead, get 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 your, get your stuff out. Nah, we good now. You you can put your phone down. You ain't want to admit it. You ain't want to admit it. There's nothing to admit because you're wrong. Damo, anyway, what I kind just, of car do I drive? I like guns and I had a pit bull. What I the film is going to be balls to the walls, I, action all the I, way through. <laughs> like I ain't John Wick. I'm black John Wick out here, man. You're not. But I've been spending some excellent combat fighting scenes, some, some close combat fighting scenes, and I hope that the film also has like that heart. Like, yeah, he's killing all these people probably and beating these people up, but he has to go back to his family at the end of the day. So I'm hoping that this movie is going to be amazing. Yeah, but I think those are three that I'm looking forward to right now. Um, I know you haven't even started WandaVision yet, have you? No. Oh, God. But I keep seeing y'all talk about it on Twitter, but... Yeah. I'm going to have a one vision review for you guys sometime soon. Hopefully, I'll get it out when the Ayo, first season to, is over to, because this guy hasn't seen it yet. To all the Dom trappers, I be trying to tell him, bro, just go watch a movie and then record. Just watch a movie, record. He don't want to do that. Y'all can Because get I have other plans for that. I ain't want to hear it. If it oh, was so you don't want to hear my plan for what I have plans? I ain't want to hear it. I, if, if, if I had anything to do with y'all and what y'all would be getting, he would be watching a movie a day and putting out a review a day. But, you know, he ain't want to listen to me. He ain't want to listen to me, but it's all right, though. I, I be Keep trying talking. to tell him. Keep talking. I'm. Hey, look, man. The Dom Trappers are about to get on your ass, nigga, and you're going to have to start recording more. All that. Hey. I'm sorry I skipped a few a few weeks or a month before I, I recorded. I had to wait on you to be ready to record. Nah, 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 nah. Y'all could have had this episode weeks ago. Don't blame this on me. But no. But anyway, since he wants to be such a smart aleck and kind of give away my plan, I'm thinking about starting a Patreon where if you guys would like to support me, I would have an entry fee of one buck a month. And with that one buck, you, of course, I'd probably give free access to my Discord. But you join the Discord, we all just build the community and go from there. And I want to say maybe once or twice a week, we have watch parties where we sit we watch a movie and we give commentary and share thoughts on that. Yeah, it'd be like a, a big community thing. Would you love to be a part of that, Greg? I'm a co-founder. But would you be a part of it? If I started the Patreon, would you support? I got 50 cent for you, bro. You know I got I said, your I said back. Buck. I said one dollar. I got 50 cent for you, cuz. All I got is 15 in the bank, bro. <laughs> All I got is 15 hey, look, in the bank. look, man. Hey, look, it depends on what movies you're you going to be watching. Cause I will leave that up to the community. I would not force y'all to watch anything that y'all don't want to watch. I'd maybe, I'd probably do like a poll. And everyone vote on that poll. And 
whatever comes second and third could come later, but first would be whatever wins that poll. Doesn't it seem like a great idea? Y'all ain't gonna watch nothing. Doesn't it seem like a great idea? That is kind of smart. I ain't gonna stunt. Yeah. So if you would love to support the Dom Trap even further, um, I will have that option on Patreon available for you. Um, once I get the page set up, I'll send out links and yeah, we'll do that. Also, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and all that jazz on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, where this podcast is available. But um, yeah. Also, on the subject of One Division, did you see the trailer for Falcon and the Winter Soldier? So you didn't watch the Super Bowl commercials? No, you didn't see it. I don't like the Super Bowl. I didn't like the Super Bowl. I lost money, number one, but <laughs> I didn't. I didn't like it either. But you know who the Falcon is from Marvel, you know? Yeah. Okay. It's gonna be him and the Winter Soldier. They have a TV show that's gonna be coming out. Would you? Are you know what? I might it? be lying. I think I did see that. I'm sure you did. But yeah, it, it looks really cool. I'm excited. Um, I'm really excited for anything that Marvel has going on right now, just because we've been without Marvel for like a year. And now they're finally picking things back up with WandaVision, with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, along with the Black Widow movie that's supposedly coming in May, but we'll see about that. Yeah, I'm excited for Marvel's future. Remember when I hated Marvel? Yeah. And now you love them. I'm also excited for DC because next month we have this new Justice League movie coming out. Well, it's not new, but it's going to be with the direction that the original director directed it to be. I ain't watching that shit. I am. And then they also have Suicide Squad. I ain't watching that shit. I don't even know. You don't care about that. And then the Batman is coming out next year, so I'm excited for that as well. Christian Bale is my Batman. Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> Yesterday afternoon, I woke up kind of late, and I went to the movies. I took myself out on a date. I went to go and see Nomadland. I know you've never heard of this movie. Definitely not. Okay, so a brief synopsis is about this woman who's a nomad. She lives in her van and she basically goes around getting like little jobs. Like she gets a job at Amazon at one point because she's a nomad. And here's the the concept of the film is um, she lives in the city called Empire. It's Empire Nevada, I believe. The city basically shut down. Like their main source of income just kind of shut down. Mm-hmm. To the point where the state had to basically get rid of their entire zip code. <laughs> yes. So that everyone that had something there didn't have it anymore. So people were having to leave because it was just like a non-existent place. A question for you real quick before you keep going. Mm-hmm. Was she in one of those Scooby-Doo vans or nah? nah if she, she wasn't in a Scooby-Doo van, I ain't watching it. She doesn't have that. She can't afford that really. So she so has one of, of those kind of like white painter vans. Yeah, but of course she had to fix it up to where she can sleep in it and stuff like that. And her husband's dead. She doesn't have much, really. So She ain't got no family? Well, she does, but she doesn't want to go back to her family. I feel her pain. Maybe I will watch this. You should watch it. Because there's a, there's a super touching scene with her sister. She needs to borrow money from her sister for to repair her van. And her sister's like, look, I'm going to give you this money, but first you got to come see me. Sounds like my sister. Yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a lot in this movie. And it's directed by Chloe Zhao, which you may not know, but she 
attended film school in uh, NYU, and Spike Lee was one of her professors. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of cool that now he's making great movies again. And this movie is one. <laughs> I give this movie a 9 out of 10. I'll talk about it in the next episode. Why you do? Why you throwing shots at Spike, man? All right, you, okay, you, all right. You you gonna you, talk you, about the next episode? You, you gonna know, talk about the next episode? You know you how I feel about Miracle at Saint Anna. You what? What was you about to say? Nah, forget that. What about? What so about, we're not gonna uh, talk about Miracle at Saint Anna. You wanted Chica- to talk about Spike? What bro? about Chicago, bro? Chicago, the Chirac. musical. Oh, Chirac. I'm being yeah. disrespectful. Chirac, the musical. You ain't want to talk about that? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. All right. Mm-mm. So uh. So you gonna t- chill? So you gonna talk about it next episode? I'm gonna talk about Nomad Land next episode because the guest on that episode, I think he's telling me he's gonna go watch it because he watches things that I recommend. So yeah, that's gonna be a great review because I have a lot to say about that film, from the music to the cinematography to the performance by Francis McDormand who plays the lead character, mm-hmm. as well as the actual nomads who are just like these people, and she meets these people and it's. It's super touching, bro, because you feel for these people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about the movie. Like, it made me feel. And it made me put a lot of things into perspective because of things that they were saying. So, yeah, Nomadland is probably going to be one of my favorite movies of the year, if not the decade. So, be looking forward to my discussion about that. And, gee, anything else you want to talk about? You got any questions for me? Anything you need to say to the Dom Trappers? When you gonna stop being such a nice guy? What are you talking about? You always such a nice guy. I'm neutral. Let me be neutral. It's gonna be my favorite film, maybe for the last decade. That makes me nice because I love a film. You're such a nice guy. I might go see it again tomorrow. Say hello to the bad guy. Who's bad? I don't know anybody that's bad. Besides Michael All Jackson. Right. He was bad. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. So, like mine before you got it fixed. I guess so. But if you don't have anything else to say, I think this may be the end of this episode of the Dump Trap. So, walk in your trap and take over your trap. You're not doing that. Hey, so hey, walk in your trap and take over your trap. Uh, hey, hey, <laughs> Mr. Edge, I want to thank you so much for walking in your trap and took over your trap. Mr. Edge, I want to thank you so much for coming into the trap. Um, <laughs> you having fun, ain't you? Walk in your trap and take over your trap. All right, you hey. gonna close out with some words? Walk in your trap and take over your trap. Hey, you know what you should do? You need to take like an excerpt of that and put that at the beginning so they could see how I walked in your trap and took over your trap. But you didn't. I did. You I did not. Over your, took over your trap today. You man. are a psychopath, you believe. Walk in your trap and take over your trap. No. Anyway, yeah, that's the end of the episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Do not forget to like, share, subscribe, support me. Patreon coming soon if you want to support me there. We'll do a lot of fun stuff there. Homeboy. What? Why are you cutting me off? I'm ending. I was just ad living, you know, like. Okay, what were you saying? Ad lib a little bit louder so that people can hear. For you, homeboy. So I busted you, my split star. All right, cool. All right, cool man. This, this episode cool is over. That. Like, share, and subscribe. I'm cool with me being Busta Rhymes. Me being Busta Bust. Dom Trap. You know what I'm being saying? Spliffy Spliff. Like, share, and subscribe. Hey, yo, you know what, though? I ain't mad at that because I watched the interview where Busta said that Spliff was his big homie. 
You're not my big homie, though. Before the music, Spliff was bust a big homie. You're not my big homie. So, you my side, you my side chick. Man, get out. All right, bro. All right, you're my side right. chick. You want my this, side chick? This over now. How in this? How in this? <laughs> let me let me close this out for real, though. Thank right, you so much ahead. for listening, everyone. Um, next episode should be out a lot sooner than it took for this one to come out. So, yeah, support me everywhere. I love and appreciate every last one of you guys. All of my Dom Trappers, thank you. And have a blessed one.